Shalom, this is Rabbi Brian. If our podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you please consider being a blessing to the nation of Haiti? Mishkan David supports two works of the Lord in Haiti. The first is our Beth Chesed Orphanage, where almost 40 children are cared for and taught about the God of Israel and the Messiah Yeshua. We also support Messianic congregation Mishkan Yeshua Haiti, which is overseen by our own Rabbi Peter Oliveira. Adonai is doing a supernatural work there to bring the love of Yeshua and the restoring power of his Torah to the entire nation. Visit www.torahforhaiti.org. That's www.torah, number four, haiti.org to sponsor a child at our orphanage or to make a one-time tax-deductible donation. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you as you listen to the word delivered at our Mishkan David Shabbat service. Shalom. So in this Torah portion, Moses, was when he received the word to go and speak to the people, to go deliver the people, um, he went to the Lord and said, I'm not sure what his, it was almost, I, I get the impression that Moses was delaying. He was like asking God enough questions where, where God would say like, all right, forget about it. I changed my mind. Do, you have pot, do we have pots to cook with? That's sort of what Moses was doing. So Moses goes to the Lord and says, but if the people, the people of Israel ask who you are, what do I tell them? And he said, God said, tell them that I am sent you. Many years later, the Son of God, Yeshua, was walking with his disciple, Peter. And Yeshua asked a similar question. He asked Peter, who do the people say that I am? And the people gave pretty good answers. Not full answers, not entirely accurate answers. They all seemed to think that he was a pretty good guy, Yeshua. They all agreed that he was a prophet. Some say he's the prophet. Some say he's uh, Jeremiah. Some say that he's Elijah. Some say he's uh, John the Baptist. All the prophets. Okay, that's good. In part, though. So then Yeshua asked Peter the question which I believe is still coming forth to everybody from heaven. Who do you say I am? Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, which I believe in my whole heart, he said in Hebrew, Atta hu hamashiach ben Elohim chayim. You are the Messiah, son of the living God. <laughs> and then Yeshua said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, that was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. But that was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. That was a download from heaven. There's a flesh and blood understanding of who Yeshua is. There's a conceptual understanding of who Yeshua is. There's an understanding in part of who Yeshua is. There's an academic understanding of who he is. There's a historical understanding of who he is. But when the download comes from heaven, 
blessed are you. And upon that rock, the spiritual understanding of who Yeshua is, upon the spiritual understanding of who Yeshua is, I will build my congregation, he said. Not of human understanding of who, of who I am, but of a, of a spiritual awakening from heaven. Not of the letter, not of history, not of academia, but of the spirit. Because the letter kills and the spirit gives life. There is a lot of talk these days about the tribulation time that is coming. There's a lot of doom and gloom. But I'm going to tell you what's in my heart to speak out into the atmosphere today in this hearing. It is on my heart that we are on the verge of a great spiritual awakening in the body of Messiah. Because Yeshua is still asking his people, who do you say that I am? And in 2,000 years, the body of Messiah has not answered it in full. The body of Messiah answers it in certain ways. He's the second person in the Trinity. He's Christ. He's Lord. He's Savior. Good. But when was the last time that he was the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, the King of the Jews? And I believe we're at a time when God is going to pour out a revelation from heaven of who Yeshua is that's going to cause a revival that we haven't seen in his body in 2,000 years. And I don't say this like lightly. I don't say it lightly because I've learned as a rabbi that it's really easy to prophesy good things. It takes no effort for me whatsoever to say you're going to be healed. You're going to have money. You're going to, you know, but you're, you want to get pregnant? You're going to have a child. It's really easy for me to, to prophesy prosperity. But if it's really not from the Spirit of God, then I'm really no different than that guy Simon in the book of Acts who's like, I'll pay you some money to give the Spirit to other people. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I take very, I'm very careful when God is saying to say this, because I don't want to talk out of turn, or else God's going to punch me in the head. So I'm not even saying this as like a prophecy, but I am speaking out what is in my heart as a burden today, that we are on the verge of a major revival before the time of tribulation. So when we look in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, and if we see the emergence of an Old Testament deliverer, redeemer, king, most certainly it is a foreshadow of the real deal, the guy, Yeshua. It is most certainly a foreshadow and a prophecy about who Yeshua is. And even if you look at the times before the emergence of the king, the redeemer, the deliverer in the Old Testament, if you look at the times before it, 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 it talks about the time that happening before Yeshua comes. It's not a coincidence that just before the emergence of King David, who is clearly the type and shadow of Yeshua, clearly, 
that just before the emergence of King David, you have the book of Judges, which says all throughout its thread is that there was no king of Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And that's the precursor of the emergence of the king. And that speaks very much to what's happening in these days when people are calling good evil and evil good. It's the same situation. So when we see these Old Testament deliverers, look closely because it speaks of the king of glory who is to come. In this Torah portion, we have a deliverer, Moses. In last Torah portion, we had a deliverer, Joseph. Both situations are the same. They are deliverers of Israel, the Jewish people, but they were hidden behind an Egyptian mask cloak. Both of them, one, two in a row. Evidences are established with two or more witnesses. And here we have, bam, bam, two deliverers, both Jews, both cloaked as Egyptians, not recognized by Israel until the time of deliverance was to come. So much so that Joseph is an amazing foreshadow of Yeshua. He's a Jewish brother. Yeshua was their brother, Jewish brother. Joseph said that you're going to bow to me. Yeshua said you're going to bow to me. They rejected it. They rejected Yeshua. They casted Joseph to the Gentiles to kill him. They, they put Yeshua, gave him over to the Romans to be killed. They thought they killed Joseph, but he was alive. They thought they killed Yeshua, but he is very much alive. Joseph became a, a, a ruler over a Gentile nation. Yeshua became ruler over a Gentile nation. Joseph was second in command to Pharaoh, it says. Pharaoh told him, you have authority over everything. Nothing happens without you. The only thing you don't have authority over is my throne. And Yeshua is, has authority over everything except God the Father. So it's an amazing parallel between Joseph the Deliverer and Yeshua the Deliverer. But we know at the end of the story with Joseph, when the famine came and the Jewish people were the last people to come to Joseph who collected all the grain, and grain is spiritual blessing, and with Yeshua, that's where the spiritual blessing is. It's with him and in his body. And the Jewish people, the people, the sons of, of, of Jacob, were the last people in the world, it says, to go. It says that all nations already went to Joseph to get food. And finally, Jacob, Yaakov, says, what are we waiting for? Let's go. There's food over there. But before the deliverance happened, Joseph had to reveal who he really was. Peter, who do you say I am? Atahu Hamashiach ben Elohim Chaim. How's that? Better? That sounds good. <laughs> who do you say I am? Before the deliverance came to Israel, Joseph had to remove the garments that made him unrecognizable. It had to happen before Moses can come in as the deliverer. He had to remove his identity as an Egyptian. 
and reveal himself as, the, as their brother. This has to happen with Yeshua. It must happen. It will happen. And if you want Yeshua to come back, if you want him to restore all things, if you want him to finally bring a kingdom of justice to this world, if you want him to establish his kingdom, if you want the resurrection of the dead, to have, if all these things you're hoping for, you better care about what the Jewish people view of him. About how they're answering, who do you say I am? And I'm going to tell you something, churchgoers. The Jews will never accept Jesus Christ, ever. The Jews will never join the church, ever. I'm telling you this as fact. They will never leave Judaism to join Christianity, ever. Ever. I bear witness to that in my own testimony. Yeah, it took a hot chick to even have me consider Yeshua. Hallelujah for my hot wife. But even with all her hotness, Oh, if she's getting embarrassed, I'll go further. Even with all her sexiness. She couldn't bring me to a church back then. And when I came to this, into this relationship as a Jewish atheist, even then I came with an identity as a Jew that would not be compromised. And I said, yeah, let's, let's see where this goes and let's see how you could bring your faith in Jesus and, and, and my Judaism together. I don't know how you bring Jesus into Judaism. Well, guess what? That was a catalyst into what we have today. But I would not, would not, could not enter the church. And that's the way it is with Israel. They'll never become Christians. They're never going to accept Jesus Christ. The Egyptian mask must be taken off. Jesus Christ. He must come back to who he really is. It must happen for the Jewish people to recognize him and say, oh my gosh, I know who you are. You're my brother. And the day is coming that Yeshua is going to reveal himself. And just like Joseph went to his brothers and said, Ani Yosef, I am Joseph, the one you sold to slavery. Yeshua is going to say, I, Ani Yeshua. I am Yeshua, the one you crucified. In those days, they will look upon me whom they have pierced, and they will mourn like what? An only son. He must return to being a son of Israel for them to even look at him. He must return to being a son of Israel, not the Egyptian Lord, in order for them to receive what he has. And this should be important to every single 
person, every single Christian in the body of Messiah because the Jewish people recognizing him is linked to his coming. Jerusalem, you won't see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If their rejection of Messiah was salvation for the world, how much more their acceptance be but life from the dead? The return of our king is linked to Israel recognizing him and they will not recognize Jesus Christ ever. I'm telling you the truth. But I believe we are in a time that Yeshua will take off his Egyptian garments and reveal himself because we are living in a prophetic time. Yeshua said about the fig tree, when you see the fig tree blossom, know that the time is near. I tell you that the fig tree blossomed in 1948 when Israel became a nation again. And about a hundred years ago, these Jewish people all of a sudden started to hear from the Spirit of God and said, it's time to go back home. We've been away for 2,000 years. It's time to go back home. The same Spirit that told Nehemiah and Ezra, it's time to go back and rebuild told more modern Nehemiahs and Ezra, it's time to go back and rebuild. And shortly after that, the kingdom of darkness, as we know, was unleashed on the Jewish people, culminating in the Holocaust. But out of that came the birth of the nation of Israel. The prophet Ezekiel was, was told by, by God, by the Spirit of God, it says, can these dry bones live again? And he said, well, you know God. He said, well, don't talk to me. Talk to the bones. He said, speak to the bones. Tell them to join together. So that the prophet did. He spoke to the bones and they came together and bone came upon bone again. And bone coming upon bone again is the marriage of the husband and the bride because we, that is, because Adam said, he is bone, she is bone of my bone. And flesh of my flesh. And now we see in this picture of the, of, the, of the dry bones, we see bone upon bone again. Do you understand? So that is a picture of the emergence of his bride. And then the bone came upon bone and tendons and flesh came on and then he stood up. And then God said, that army that you see now before you, is my people Israel. See, God doesn't always give you the vision and tell you exactly what it is. He leaves that to the people with the gifts of interpretation. But in this time, he actually said what it is. He said, this is Israel. So I believe 100, well, not 100%, because God can correct me at all times, but I believe very strongly that the dry bones that Ezekiel saw was the aftermath of the Holocaust. I believe he specifically saw the aftermath of the Holocaust. That was the Valley of Dry Bones because once they resurrected and came back together, it said, that's Israel. And Israel was established right after the Holocaust. 
And Yeshua said, when you see the, the fig tree blossoming, know that the time is near. This generation will not pass away until all things come to pass. Which generation? The generation that saw the fig tree blossom. Is there anybody here that was around in 1948? Yes. Yes. Marie was around. Marie, you are a walking fulfillment of prophecy. Your generation will not pass away until Yeshua comes and fulfills all things. Because you saw the birth of Israel in your life. And your generation will not pass away until all things are established. In 1967, Jerusalem came back home to the Jewish people. Yeshua prophesied that you're going to get thrown out of here. You're going to go into captivity. You're going to go into all the nations, he told his people. And Jerusalem will be trodden down by Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. After the Jewish people were kicked out a generation after Yeshua's time, Jerusalem was trampled down by Gentiles. Exactly what he said. The Romans came in, and the Byzantines came in, and the Crusaders came in, and then the Muslims came in, and the Ottomans came in, and the British came in. It was absolutely trampled down by Gentiles. Exactly what the Messiah said. But in 1967, it came back into Jewish hands. That was the fulfillment of when Yeshua said, until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. That was fulfilled in 1967. Who here was alive in 1967? You <laughs> I wasn't yet alive. Susie, Susie, Susie was born during the, the recording of Sgt. Pepper, and I was born during the recording of Abbey Road. Okay, so for those who were alive during, in 1967, you witnessed the fulfillment of actual prophecy. So we are in an amazing time to live in. But we've been saying this for years and years and years in the Messianic movement. We've been saying this is it. In fact, the Messianic movement, this whole thing of Jewish people coming to the realization that we can believe in Yeshua and not leave our Judaism. That he's a Jew. He's the Messiah. He is Hamashiach ben Elohim Chaim. That whole revelation happened also around 1967. See, the, birth, the physical birth of, his, of Jerusalem, the rebirth of Jerusalem, happened at the exact same time that there, was a, that there was an outpouring amongst Jewish people of who Yeshua is. Who do you say that I am? And I'm going to say something about the times we're in right now. And as I said, I don't speak things about the future lightly or about times lightly, but it's in my heart, so it's going to come forth. And if it's in your heart, as I say it, let's just together push this thing out like midwives into the atmosphere. <laughs> Push, push, what? Okay, I'm back. Not allowed to do that anymore. 
Where was I? Pushing, pushing, push him. Push him out, shove him out, way out. Okay, this is off the rails. Okay. 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 Zechariah speaks a lot about the end times. Zechariah 12, it ultimately is the, the verse, the chapter that says, and they, the Jewish people, will look upon me who they've pierced, and they will mourn for him like one mourns for an only son. It says that that day the mourning will be as, as great, and it speaks an analogy of actually when a great king of Israel died. But earlier on in those chapters, it speaks about Jerusalem. Jerusalem. It says that Jerusalem will be a cup of reeling for all the nations. We see that now. We see, it says, it's, it says that any, Jerusalem would be like a heavy stone to anybody who wants to lift it. And we see so many nations wanting to lift. It says whoever tries to lift this stone will get injured. So I charge you, don't be on the wrong side of God's prophecy when it comes to Jerusalem. Don't let your political leanings get in the way of really what God is doing here. But I believe that when the leader of the world's largest Christian nation, and what I mean by that is the nation that has the largest amount of Christians in it, took a bold stand and said, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, period, I believe, and this is what I believe, and this has nothing to do with politics, okay? This is God speaking through donkeys as well, all right? Don't worry about it so much. Okay? The, the Psalms say, Shalu, Shalom, Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They will what? prosper that love you, Jerusalem. I believe that since the, the leader of the country of the, of, with, has the most Christians in it and most of evangelical Christianity is like, yeah, go, rock on with that. I believe that the uh, alliance with, with, with Christians and with Jerusalem and taking such a bold stand is going to unleash a time of prosperity. And I'm not talking about financial prosperity. I'm not talking about tax plans. I'm not talking about the stock market being at 25,000. Because that could be great for somebody and for a lot of people they don't give a darn. And tax plans are good for some and not good for others. And all that stuff is just hum human stuff that changes every few years. It's all it is. Workings of humans not kingdom, but spiritual prosperity in the body of Messiah. And why do I say those who love you will prosper, and I mean spiritual prosperity? Well, we know in the book of Amos that the end times famine is not going to be a physical one. It says that time is coming when I will bring a famine, the prophet Amos says, but not a famine of, 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 of food, or of, of water, but of the word of God. It will be a spiritual famine. So I believe that the, uh, that the, that the, that the alliance of, of Christianity and Israel and Jerusalem will bring about a time of spiritual 
prosperity in the body of Messiah. And we see in the time of Joseph, before the time of the famine, there were seven years of prosperity. And then we see, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They will prosper who love you. So I believe that this, this action that America did, it, it certainly brought the eyes of the world onto Jerusalem. Big time. And I believe it is the catalyst for the, ultimately the end times battle for Jerusalem that is going to happen. It says all nations are going to come against Jerusalem. And then I realized, like, how can all nations come against Jerusalem? What is like, uh, so, like, you know, like the teeniest little country. They're going to like bring their army against Jerusalem. But I could certainly see it happen through, through a, a league of nations in the UN. I can certainly see that. In fact, that's exactly what, 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 what God used to bring about the birth of Israel. Isaiah 66, it's just like, how can this happen? Can a nation be born in a day? Like, can, can, can it go into labor and bring forth on the same day, like right now? But that's what happened. That's what happened. In one moment, in one day, Israel was born, fulfilling prophecy. So I believe that we are entering into a time of spiritual prosperity for seven years. And I believe that during the seven years, this is not a prophecy. This is my heart, and I'm pushing it out into the atmosphere. Because we have now an allegiance that's been very public now, between the body of Messiah and Israel and Jerusalem and taking a bold stand for Jerusalem, I am believing that within the next seven years, a major global Christian denomination will take on Messianic Judaism as its expression of faith, boldly, and put away the unbiblical, pagan ways of Christianity. And will put aside holidays and theologies that mean so much to Christians, but has its root at best in Catholicism, at worst from Babylon and Egypt and will put that away and embrace a Torah-based life as its expression of faith. And the provoking of the Jews to jealousy as spoken by Paul will finally commence because it hasn't happened yet. The church has provoked the Jews, but not yet to jealousy, and they are not going to do it through Jesus Christ and Christianity. And I'm believing that a major Christian denomination will take the bold step and say, you know what? We got to do it. And it's going to cause problems with Christians. It's going to cause problems with Jews. And even the Messianics aren't going to like it because you're like, what are you doing? You're taking us. Take, this is our job but it doesn't matter. It will unleash prosperity, 
grain in the body of Messiah, the accumulation of grain like Joseph did. And it will begin the process, I believe, of the Christians finally provoking the Jewish people to jealousy. And they will finally recognize him. The Spirit is still speaking. Who do you say I am? And I believe that that's going to be answered in a way that hasn't been answered in 2,000 years. 2,000 years ago, Messianic Jews and Gentiles turned the world upside down and then were killed and went away for 2,000 years. In this generation, we're back, baby. (laughs) And I believe we're going to see the fulfillment of that in Christianity and will unleash seven years of prosperity before the time of famine. If this speaks to you at all, will you please help me as a midwife and push this out into the atmosphere in any way that you pray? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 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 And we need a flag. We, we need to put it. Come on. We need a flag. Hallelujah. 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 Will everybody stand? And, um, it, just pray as, as you pray. Nobody's looking. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 oh, 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 Father, I feel in my spirit that it's time, it's time, it's time. It's time for Joseph to remove what made him unrecognizable. He's stored up grain. He's fed the world. Yeshua has fed the world. But it's time for Israel to get that food. It's time for Joseph to uh, to reveal who he is. And it's time for Israel, Jacob, to adopt the sons of Joseph the ones born in Egypt. Jacob said, who are these? And Joseph said, these are the ones born to me in Egypt. And then Jacob, Israel said, now they are mine.
Father, I ask you to, to release a time of prosperity in the body of Messiah that we've never seen. I ask you, Adonai, to release miracles in the body of Messiah that we've never seen. And may, since it says those who love Jerusalem will prosper, may this, 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 this moment that's happened in our time, this amazing catalyst for a fulfillment of prophecy, be a catalyst for blessing and prosperity, Adonai. Oh, Creation is groaning. Creation is groaning, awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. Thank you, Lord God, and your good graces and your good pleasure that you have enabled us to be alive in this time. As it says in Hamilton, how lucky we are to be alive right now. Father, a hundred years ago, the Balfour Declaration happened, calling for the Jewish people to go home. Seventy years ago this year, Israel became a nation. Fifty years ago, Jerusalem went back into Jewish hands. We are in prophetic times, Lord God. And I feel in my spirit that you are so close to closing this deal. That you are so close to closing this deal. Father, as Jerusalem becomes a cup of reeling, I pray that other, other nations in this time align and stand up for Israel as well. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 126. A song of ascents. When Adonai restored the captives of Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with a song of joy. Then they said among the nations, Adonai has done great things for them. Adonai has done great things for us. We are joyful. Restore us from captivity, Adonai, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow tears will reap with a song of joy. Whoever keeps going out weeping, carrying his bag of seed, will surely come back with a song of joy carrying his sheaves. Hallelujah. 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 Father, this congregation has been supporting uh, the work in Haiti for a while, Lord, and I am believing that also within the next seven years, we're going to see the fulfillment of this. We're going to see the nation of Haiti restored as they, at a nationwide level, embrace the word of God and his ways and will be a light and a witness, not just to the world of how the, one of the most broken nations in the world can be a light and can be fully restored by your word, but will be a, an example to Israel and also provoke them to jealousy. Father, I am believing that within the next seven years, the things that we have seen in spirit and have prayed for with the nation of Haiti is going to come to pass.
Yes. Mm-hmm. 